Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Kia Hyundai, the best in new inventory, great pre owned inventory. With the Sunbury Motors guarantee, which is so important. And a fabulous service department that keeps your vehicle rolling. Routine maintenance, oil changes, inspections, diagnostics, you name it, they can handle it. All at Sunbury Motors. One-stop vehicle shopping. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. Online at sunburymotors.com. And now let's go to the complaint desk. (laughs) You know what the theme of today is? Oh, I can't wait to find out. (laughs) This is why government should stay out of sports. Okay. (laughs) Just my head is exploding with everything that has gone on today. Okay. I must have missed something. I don't know what you mean. Between the state senate the state representative that wants Penn State to bring in the uh, Joe Paterno statue and and all that to get the money. That whole thing is ridiculous number 1. And then number 2, everything that went down in Washington today with Roger Goodell testifying for the uh, Washington Commanders probe and everything that went on down there. I mean, that whole thing was just a clown show. I, I, I was just going by reporters tweeting what was going on, and I knew that. I didn't even have to wa- physically watch it to see how much of a clown show that was. So everyone in government, stop wasting our time. Stop wasting our taxpaying dollars. And I'm not turning this into a political argument. I'm just saying flat out. And let's stay away from sports and focus on other things. I think there's plenty of other things to focus on right now at the state and federal level than we're worrying about all this stuff in sports. Like, stop. Enough. It, today was just an embarrassment of biblical proportions of everything. Government trying to act like they know what's going on in sports when they really don't. <laughs> I've said I rest so my case. Much. I have said so many times. So many times I've said this. News people should not do sports. Sports people should not do news. And the government needs, you know, I can understand, like, federal antitrust laws, for example. Okay, now that does involve sports, federal antitrust. It's just the way it is. It's how it, you know. Because you know, they are businesses, so federal antitrust laws do come into play. But, yeah, I mean, government should stay out of sports. Look, if the NFL wants to handle the Washington Commanders problem, the NFL needs to handle the Washington Commanders problem. 
not a, a hearing in the government. Shouldn't be doing that. Come on. That's absurd. Absurd. I mean, every time I saw that, I said, what do you mean the government's doing a probe of the Washington commanders? That's the NFL's job. Let the NFL police the NFL. It's okay. They, they can do it. Right? The, the jive with what you're thinking? Yeah, and if you're going to do this probe and try to pretend to lay the hammer down in sports when you have no clue how it even runs, that was even showed up today. We have one representative flat out ask Roger Goodell, are you going to revoke Dan Snyder of uh, the commanders? And Goodell just flat out said, I don't have the the authority to do that. That he doesn't. <laughs> they need 24 votes. Exactly. But right. shouldn't that be your, if you're going to do this probe and act like the big brother here in the room and act like you have a clue and wasting our time doing this whole probe, you should probably know that. I know you should know that. <laughs> Believe me. No, that's why I'm I'm always against this stuff. Oh, I'm always, I'm always I'm always against this stuff that happens like this because nobody knows how anything works. Like, come on. You know, this is somebody who sat back and they said, "Hey, guess what? You know, Donald Sterling got removed, uh, but there was a process in the NBA. The other owners removed him. It's a process. It wasn't Adam Silver, the commissioner, that did it." Adam Silver approved of it, but yeah, but this is what this is what you're dealing with. <clears throat> oh, and then the other one was, oh, you know what? We're going to subpoena Dan Snyder anyway, just because we're bad that he's not testifying. And exactly what is that going to do? So nothing, stop. nothing. It's a waste of time. It's a total, complete waste of time. And as I see stuff like that, and I look at it, I go, what are you doing? You, what are you wasting everybody's time for? Golly, we got, you know, here's one for you. Kind of figure out some legislation or whatever this, to, to start making um, get gas prices down, to get food on the shelves, to get food prices down. To, I mean, that's what you need to be concentrating on, not whether the – I mean, guess what? I don't care what happens to the Washington Commanders. Could care less. I do care how much I'm paying at the gas pump. That's more your field of what you should be doing. That's just me. And are we entitled to say this? Yes, we pay your salary, so we're entitled to tell you what we think of what you're doing with your job. All right. Unreal. All right. That's what they're doing. Anything else you want? I mean, it's like the Yankees keep losing, so it's a big problem. Uh, frustrating loss last night, but like I said, let's... I mean, Parade's only hit three home runs. Yes, and Nestor, Nasty Nestor has now had two back-to-back lackluster but, starts. But but can, but can I make a point about that? Let me, let me make a point about that. And that goes with the youngster Odile Cruz with Pittsburgh. Okay? And this is why I wanted to bring it. I'm glad you brought that up. How often have you heard me say, and I've said it a lot in the show, that sports is all about adjustments, that people figure your game out. Absolutely. Right? And that's because you've got video, video, video of everything. 
everybody has video of everything. I mean, I sit down and I'll sit down and and watch them go over scouting reports with teams. You know, this guy goes left. He has a tendency to do this. He has a tendency to do that. Right? This is a this is a tell that they're going to do this. Here it is. Same thing in football. I see them go over the scouting report with these guys all the time. All the time you see this. And same thing in baseball. So I'm doing a spikes game last night with Frederick. And I said in the sixth inning of the game, I said, I'd run on the first pitch on this guy. And Joe Joe Putnam looks over. He says, now why, why would you run the first pitch on this guy? He says, because every first pitch he has thrown since he's come into the game has been a breaking ball. Now, this is me just observing. So they didn't run on the pitch, but what did he throw? A breaking ball. Another breaking ball. Exactly. There you go. Um, and that's because you get into a comfort zone as to what you're doing. And it happens over and over again with what you're doing. And you know, so just in a basic of me observing, I observe that. Now imagine what what coaches do with the ability to break down video over and over again. So with O'Neill Cruz, he's up to a really good start, no question. But I'm not here to tell you, oh, here we go, this is it. No, I can't tell you this is it. I'm going to need 12 months, 14 months to see whether this is, quote, it or not. For the simple reason is that they're going to sit down and they're going to break down every iota, a tape on him. They're going to find where the holes in the swing happen to be. Uh, then it's going to be up to him to adjust. And then the pitchers are going to have to adjust to him. So Nestor Cortez, he has a tendency to throw that cutter and throw it on the hands early in the count. The Rays know that because now they've faced him enough. They know that. That's why Paredes had the success he did last night because that is what they did. They waited for him to throw the cutter in on the hands, and they attacked it. Why? Simple. Over and over again, they are getting scouting reports. Over and over again on everybody. That's why you've got to be a little, like, as exciting as something may be early. Okay, well, now you got to kind of take your time a little bit in terms of instead of jumping on board and like, here we go, he's great, he's awesome, he's incredible. No, just slow down. Let it breathe a little bit. It's very difficult for sports fans to do. They they get anxious and excited about something, or they panic about something. And the and when you tell them, look, let it breathe, let's just see, they hate to hear that. Because they want to know the answer now. I don't blame them. I would like you know, I'd like to know a lot of answers now. I've been waiting for answers for ten and a half years in the suit. Patience is running thin there. F O U L E D that spells foul That's our guy. That's our guy, the Sudaroni. He's our dude. Um but 
That's why I, I wait on this stuff. So Nestor Cortez, right? They're going to have to go through and say, okay, what are we doing with it? What's the pitch sequence we're doing here? You know, so, you know and it's always, everything in sports is always an adjustment all the time. Yeah, I'll be out there in the practice field, and they'll be saying, "Hey, look, this wide receiver, you got to get get yourself between here, between the numbers and the sideline, because he likes to use that area." You see it all the time, right? Basketball. This guy, no matter he is hard left hand, he can't do anything right handed. Right? He is left shoulder, left shoulder, left shoulder. They tell these guys this stuff all the time. Now, how much they retain, that's a different. But that's the way it is in sports. There's so much video today. And these, you know, you've got people breaking this down left and right. That's their job, to break it down. And it's, it's fascinating to watch because there is just so much video of everybody. All right. Anything else you want to complain about today? I mean, you've already ripped the government to pieces. <laughs> you ripped state government to pieces. Uh, I think I'm good. Max Scherzer pitched in double A last night and dominated. I'm shocked he would. <laughs> oh, my almighty! <laughs> oh, God. He faced the uh, Reading Fighting Phils last night in a rehab. Gave up two runs on three hits through 65 pitches. Well, didn't somebody, either with the Iron Pigs or with the Fighting Phils, take him deep the other night? I thought I saw well, that. They might have. I mean, that's... I mean, but, you know, you're doing rehab. You're not really... I mean, in other words, you're trying to go through a series of things to right. see... It's like spring training. Yeah, it's not the end-all, be-all, but... I don't understand what's going on out there. That's because on this particular day, we were only working on our our breaking ball. You know, me... So... But I give him credit. Um, Scherzer says, I want to get back out there so bad... He says, you put in all this work, you see the team playing some great baseball, you want to be out there competing and winning with them. For me, I want to be in the big leagues, not to be a rumble pony. <laughs> Get the lingerie on the deck, That's call good. the janitor. That's a great line. The Binghamton rumble ponies. My uh, two old friends, Jacob Wilkins and uh, and Chris Hess, are the two broadcasters for Binghamton. I'm sure it was fun for them last night. All right, we will come back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today as we continue at News Radio 1070 WKOK. You're home for the complaint desk. No good! No good! No good! See, suit being introduced to the staff meeting this week. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, I come up with this stuff on the fly. So <laughs> it's not planned out. He just plays it. It's the first thing I thought of. All right. <laughs> 
Is there anything else that's bothering you? I mean, the NBA drafts tomorrow. I know you're immersed. Um, I can't say I'm totally immersed. I'll be more immersed of on Twitter than to see what the Sixers move um, that imposed to the actual draft itself. They're, they're not going to. They're not going to make any moves. Um, everything for what anybody is that is a contender. They're all going to be made next week. You know, so everything is going to be between Monday of next week and Friday of Fourth of July week. That's yeah. where all the movement will take place. Yeah, okay. I pretty much can care less about this NBA draft. Uh, uh, well, the one that got me was the some writer for ESPN comparing Chet Holmgren to Kevin Durant. Don't yeah. do that. To yeah, that, that was kid. stupid. Don't do that. Don't do that. And ESPN has been doing this more and more with the NFL draft. Well, he's kind of like he's kind of like what he's kind of like himself. Now, if you want to draw something, I said you know, you know, draw a comparison of you know of how they throw the ball or something like that. Maybe somebody comes out and throws the ball in a similar fashion, say, as let's pick somebody who's completely different the way they throw it, Philip Rivers. But they're not Philip Rivers. They're themselves. At Luke Catrillo throws the ball like Philip Rivers. You're feeling a lot better about the kid, aren't you? As long as he's not throwing all the interceptions, he threw, sure. He had a 20-year NFL career. You and Lisa would be set for life. That's true. Look, this kid's your this kid's your meal ticket. He's your meal ticket. Let's be honest. I know how you're operating. More than the meal, to be honest. You're living, with you. you're, you're living vicariously <laughs> through these two kids. Rob Cooper next half hour on baseball. Tomorrow, Rob Beer Temple and the resurgence of the O'Neill Cruz Pirates. Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. All right, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia. Roots 11 and 15, Almost Warp online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, the best in new inventory, and they have great warranties. Now remember, because of those warranties, that takes a little bit off your plate there. But maybe the budget says, look, I need to have a pre-owned vehicle. Well, you need the Sunbury Motors guarantee. You need the Sunbury Motors guarantee. No question about that. Um, and that really eases the buying experience. And you want to have a service department that backs it all up. It's one-stop vehicle shopping. So they take care of inspections. They take care of routine, oil changes, you know, you name it, plus any diagnostic they can handle as well. All right. Uh, it's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street and Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15. Hummel's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. The NBA draft is tomorrow. Matt is, I've been trying to keep Matt's excitement down. <laughs> I can tell you right now, 
who do you think is okay it's not that who i think is the first who's the best player but who do you think orlando will take with the first pick i'm i am 99% sure on who i think they're going to take i don't even know if they're going to be there at number 1 yeah no they're they're going to draft orlando's going to draft I, I I guess Chet. I, I I honestly don't know. I don't have a really good feel about this. He will be the second overall pick. The first overall pick, I think, is going to be Jabari Smith of Auburn. I think he fits what they want to do, and most of the scouts in the NBA that you hear love him. Uh, I, I think Ivy is going to go probably fourth to Sacramento. I think Bancaro is probably going to go third. See, but Bancaro, Bancaro's not a great rebounder. He is not a shot blocker. Uh, he's a good passer, good shooter. But, you know, for all this, you know, how much they love this, that, and the other thing, you know. No. Um Holmgren's tougher than people think. I, that, that's one thing about Holmgren. You don't think he's tough. You watch him play, he's tough. Um, and he has to be because he's he's very slight. And there are a lot of people who think they can, you know, move him out of the way. But this guy's a really good pick and pop three guy. No getting around it. Um, and. What does Holmgren do that Bancaro doesn't? Holmgren is a really good weak side shot blocker. As for Ivy, he's the best player. He's the best athlete in the draft. Ivy's the best athlete in the draft. He can get downhill anytime he wants. Anytime he wants, he can get downhill. And he puts a lot of pressure on defenses because of his speed. And I'll tell you what he doesn't have. Okay? Now let me tell you what, what Jaden doesn't have. You watch him, and he doesn't have great ball skills. But he is going to be a great NBA player because he is the athlete that can play in the game. Without question. I'll give you one that, okay, that is not going to make it. Is Kofi Coburn. Uh... In this day and age of the NBA, I mean, look at the playoffs. I mean, look, you got to play like Joel Embiid. You don't play like Kofi Coburn. And he's going to have a really tough time in the league if he ever plays in the league of defending pick and rolls. Not quick enough. Because, I mean, these guys running pick-and-rolls, yeah, I mean, we're talking, these are sleek, moving. I mean, how are you going to defend a pick-and-roll from Joel Embiid? Oh, Embiid is quick. He's a great athlete. How are you going to defend that? He can't do that. 
I mean, he's got two things going for him, Kofi. He can overpower people, and he can dunk. And guess what? He has no other way to score. He's he's not going to get picked. I'd be shocked if he got picked tomorrow night. All right. Let's uh, turn our attention to the Baseball College World Series going on right now. Let's bring in Penn State baseball coach Rob Cooper. Coop, great to have you back. I'm doing good, Steve. How are you doing, man? Doing great. Doing great. Well, we had uh, Matt Wood on the show earlier in the week. And, of course, we've talked about him before. But we talked about the dynamic with the program. As we're watching the College World Series in Omaha, Omaha's where a couple of good things happen for your club. What can that do, in your opinion, for off-season workouts, bonding, and so forth? Well, I think what it shows, and especially when you look at, you know, the way we played in the first game there, and then, you know, we almost finished the comeback off against Rutgers, and still feel like Rutgers should have been in the NCAA tournament, but... You know, and we beat Maryland earlier in the year, and they had a good run. And so, what what it what it shows is, you know, that 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 margin of where we want to be and where those teams, you know, where they're where we are currently is it's not that far. And it's really about mindset and belief and learning how to win. And and I think that that's probably the thing that guys took out of it the most is that okay, this is what it takes to be successful. This is what it takes to win, um, and we can do it. And now, you know, it has, to, it has to carry over. You know, one of the biggest things we talked about, Steve, when that la- after the last game in Omaha, we're in the locker room, and, and uh, you know, I said for you guys, you know, I appreciated what everybody on that team did to get the culture where it needed to be and move this program forward. And I, but I told the returners, I said, guys, like, every year is different so even though there's a lot of you that'll be back next year we can't just assume that we'll just pick this right up like you got to build it you got to nourish it you got to protect it and and so you i think you're seeing guys do that this summer and they need to be if we want to have the kind of year that we, we know we can have how anxious are you now to see how the draft plays out next month uh i mean you know obviously i want to see our guys that are available you know eligible to get drafted get rewarded you know, I mean, I, um, you know, either there's not a guy in the world that, that, you know, I feel more fortunate to have coached than a guy like Matt Wood. And, mm-hmm. you know, I know he's going to hear his name at some point. And, you know, we've got some other guys that, that have an opportunity to get, to get drafted. And, and, you know, as I've said to you before, I, I if the Red Sox called me today, I'd sign, you know, I still want to sign a pro contract. Right. Um, so it's every, it's every kid's dream when they pick up a baseball to start be able to hear their name called and, and start that journey. So, first and foremost, I'm rooting for our kids, and then we'll see how the draft impacts us and roster management. But it's it's so much harder now with them moving the draft back so late in the summer. Yeah, you know, like especially uh, at a Big Ten school where we can't just offer some kids thinking that okay, this guy might get drafted, and then all of a sudden he doesn't get drafted, and now we got to tell somebody that he, you know, we don't have their money anymore. So it's a severe disadvantage for us. But you know what? If it means our guys are, are realizing their dream of getting their name called, then, you know, we'll we'll deal with that disadvantage so that they can personally chase it, you know. As a college coach, Major League Baseball's made a lot of moves in the last couple of years. One of them was obviously taking the draft, which would have already taken place under the old system, would have taken place two weeks ago. 
and moving it to the All-Star break and how they've handled the number of minor league teams and so forth. What's been your opinion of how they've handled their business? Because, you know, for all this, they, they save about a million dollars a team by doing this. But how do you think it impacts the total game of baseball? Well, I mean, look, there's there's a couple things on it, right? I mean, you know, first, the reason one of the reasons why they moved the draft so far back is because they don't have to pay um, the new minor leaguers that are going to sign here in a couple weeks, you know, until that, you know, less they, so they're paying and they're and again you're talking about billionaires so for them they're we're talking about nickels right they're saving nickels right. which yes again there's a reason why they're billionaires okay i mean they, yeah. they know how to handle money but you know overall i, I it's I, I just i don't know how at the end of the day it's beneficial for the game you know you've taken minor league franchises away from areas where that might be the only professional baseball that they get to see because you know, it's so far away from a big league park or, um, you know, and there's just, I just think that, you know, development time, like personally, I think if, if, the, if the Red Sox or Yankees or whoever, the Cardinals, it doesn't matter, whoever wants to have 10 minor league or teams, they should, you know, if they want to invest That's money right. in that, they should be allowed to do it. And, uh, you know, it just to me, you look at all the guys out there, Mike Piazza, Hall of Famer, would have, would never have been drafted under the current um, structure because um, it's 20 rounds, you know. So it's just uh, it it's all driven by business, and I don't know how much it's really helping our game. College World Series is going on right now. It's become really a, a great showcase, and ESPN has a lot to do with that, to their credit. Uh, it's become a great sh- showcase Uh for the college baseball game when you watch it and you've seen the growth of it what have you thought well you know i was i was fortunate enough as a, a student assistant and a kind of a ga to to be at miami and go to the college world series yep. twice mm-hmm. and 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 you know back when it was at rosenblatt and it just you know i just remember everything that you, you know you ever saw on tv and then you get there and it was it was even better right i mean it was because you know, I remember sitting in the stands on a day we didn't play and, and you know, people asking, you know, what, what program we were with and all this and, and them telling us stories about how, you know, it's their family's tradition every year to uh, to pick a new team, whoever, a team that gets to Omaha and pick them and root for them and, and then just the whole city of Omaha and, and it being embraced. And, and so, you know, it's it's – it's a it's a really cool it's it's a really cool deal and you know the city of Omaha does such an amazing yeah. job of of embracing it and and making it what it is you know I, I I'll be honest with you I'm a little concerned with the um the crowds like I remember the crowds always being full and maybe yeah. I'm wrong but they're not as big this year and that's that's a concern I don't know if it's just we're still getting out of COVID and people you know or whatever but. Um, that's, I would say that's the only thing that, that kind of worries me a bit about it. But I, I like a lot of where the college baseball game is at as far as growth. Um, but I'm also extremely worried about it as we start, you know, with, with NIL, with the transfer portal, with, um, you know, I'm, I'm curious what the transformation committee is going to do here in about a year or so. And so I'm a little, I'm a little concerned about the overall college game, but 
man, it's sure fun to watch it on on the College World Series and, and the regionals and everything like that. I, the thing I love is just the emotion and the joy and and that the, that the kids are playing with. In the recruiting process, are you now asked about NIL? We're starting to, yeah, we're we're starting to, and um, it hasn't completely trickled down to Big Ten baseball yet. Um, it's a big issue in the SEC and the ACC and and the Big Twelve, um, and it's going to become a big issue uh, in the Big Ten here pretty pretty quickly. You mentioned uh, Rutgers not getting in. Uh, obviously, the SEC and the Big Twelve, especially the SEC, have become dominant in, in this. What does the Big T- Weather's obviously plays a role in this, but what can the Big Ten do to close that gap? Well, I mean, to be honest with you, prior to prior to COVID, I mean, you know, we we had five six teams in the NCAA tournament every year, and, and right. it was 2019 when Michigan lost, you know, in the championship game. Right. So, I mean, to be honest with you, you know, yeah, this year overall the Big Ten wasn't as strong, but I don't care. I mean, I'm not just saying this as a, a Big Ten conference member, but there's no way in the world Rutgers should have been left out. Right. They, they won I, forty. They won. They won forty-five games. Yep. They finished second in the conference, and they lost in the championship game. Yep. I think really what it comes down to is, you know, the committee can come out and say, you know, RPI this, that, or the other thing. But when the Big Ten doesn't have any representation in the room, that's a problem, and it shouldn't be like that. Like you shouldn't have to have represent, representation in the room. Um, you should pick the best teams and and you're always it doesn't matter the way you know same thing with the the NCAA basketball tournament you're always going to have schools Mm -hmm. that should be in that don't get in and that's just you know it's tough but uh you know I I just think it was one of those years for our conference as a whole um but I I like the trajectory of where the Big Ten was going and, and where where it is we just have to keep getting there all right so uh the uh, hometown club up in the Northeast is playing a lot better now. Uh, they've won three in a row, yet in the last ten games, despite winning seven out of ten, they lost a game on the Yankees. The Yankees have given up. The Yankees have given up a total of eight unearned runs for the season. And you know, Coop, it's funny. I, and Coop, that's amazing. I mean, their pitchers are getting three outs an inning. Everybody else. I mean, some some teams have to get four and five. You know, it's funny. I was I was having dinner with my oldest son, and we were watching the College World Series. And on another TV, there was a, a highlight of the Yankee game, and I'm like, they just won't lose. No, <laughs> you know, like, I know. And and the Sox are playing good too. You know, but uh, I think that's as we all know, like the expanded format. I think you know, once you get into postseason, obviously anything can happen, but. You know, I hate to admit it as a as a diehard Red Sox fan, but the Yankees are good. They're really good. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's uh, that's so. a thing. I say. I begrudgingly think they're really good. I know. I know. <laughs> but hey, you know they lost two in a row, so maybe maybe the the back yeah. back pages of the New York tabloid will you know put some pressure on them. Yeah, I think so. so. Hey, Coop, it's always a pleasure. Great to see you. Can't can't wait to see you again pretty really soon. Thanks so much for everything. Yeah. You got it, buddy. Be good. Rob Cooper, Penn State baseball coach. As we both freely admit that the Yankees so far are good. Friday, everything will change. The dynamics on Friday will completely change. As soon as the uh, Aaron Judge arbitration thing goes through, it's going to be a lot of hard feelings, and he just may quit on them.
sure. I'll say this. Arbitration, just so you know, Matt, arbitration is hard. It's difficult. It, cre- it does create hard feelings. Because your 300 is their 700. You know, you're putting out all this stuff to say why I, I should only pay him $17 million. He's putting out all this stuff saying why he should be paid 21 It does create hard feelings. Because... You're like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Because everything they're putting out about you is negative. So it's not a great experience to go through, but in the end, he'll get his 21. Good enough. We'll come back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 6.30 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6.30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Out of auto repair. So much Yankee praise on the show. Yeah, I didn't know that about Coach Coop. But that he's a Red Sox fan? Oh, I misunderstood then. Okay, one of the keys to the show is listening. Uh, So, (laughs) is this a problem at home? Usually not. They got the garbage, huh? You give the kids a bath. What? You have selective hearing. It's like working with a dog. He's a Red Sox fan. We both begrudgingly gave all the credit to the Yankees for how great they've been playing. Now, normally when you're praising the Yankees, that's the first ticket to being canceled. That's true. I do give you both credit. Come on. Rob Beer Temple on the arrival of O'Neill Cruz. It has done wonders for the pirate attendance. Did you see it? In his debut, they had 11,300. Yeah. Last night, they had 11,250. Wait, they're losing people. <laughs> 